WDBM East Lansing. You think the Pistons are playoff mode? This MSU team deserves to be in a BCS game. Fire Larry. If you missed last night's game and your friends won't shut up about it, we are your headquarters for the latest in local, national, and international sports coverage. This is the Spartan Sports Wrap. Good evening, folks. Wrapping up the Spartan Sports Wrap Summer Series. I am Louis Balada. Alongside me is Zach Segula. How you guys doing? Tonight we're going to talk about the Tigers, recap the game, talk a little bit about Miggy and the uh, MLB expanding to replay in 2014. After that, we'll touch on the uh, top 25 AP polls and how Michigan State wasn't included. And a little later on in the show, we will go. Uh, we'll talk about some fantasy football. Everybody's leagues are starting up, and we'll give our uh, we'll give our top 10 picks and a couple sleepers. But to start off, how you doing, Zach? I'm all right. How's your day? I'm doing all right. Good. Did you catch that Tigers game yesterday? You know, I caught the. Uh... I caught the sports and I didn't catch all the game. Uh, I was a little busy. What about you? No, not, I caught the end. Okay, but I'll let you know how it went. Yeah, Tigers. Did, the Tigers did what they normally do. They beat the Kansas City Royals six to three. They uh, got twelve hits. Scherzer won his eighteenth game and did what he normally does, giving up five hits and K'd four people. And Benoit got his seventeenth save of the year. But more importantly, Cabrera went two for three with three RBIs and a home run. Very Cabrera. Like very Cabrera, like he is currently leading the majors and in, in the batting average with 360. He's leading with RBIs and 120, and he's five behind Chris Davis in home runs with 40. Zach, I gotta ask you. Yeah. Do you think they should rest Miggy, or should they let him go for the triple crown? I personally believe that you can't rest him um, with the way he's doing. I mean, he hit a walk off Saturday. He does this Sunday. I mean, if he's injured, it doesn't really look like it. And I think that you just, you, you got to, he's got to, I don't know if he needs rest right now. I don't know. What about, how do you feel? I think, I think they rest him. You think so? If you look at the schedule, this month they first saw, uh, they were the Mets, the Athletics, and they close out the month with the Indians. Uh, other than the Mets, no disrespect to the Mets, the Athletics and Indians are all respectable teams, and you need to have all your players in to beat them. If you want to stay atop the AL, the AL Central, lock up your playoff, your playoff berth, you need to keep him in and keep him going. But going into September, if you look at the schedule, the Tigers versus the Red Sox in a three-game series. And after that, they don't really ver- they don't really verse any teams that could mount any troubles to them. They verse the Royals once, they're pesky, and we can beat them without Cabrera. But then they go then they do the White Sox, the Mariners, the Twins, the Marlins. I'd say rest them. Stick in Nick Castellanos. I want him on the playoff roster. Can't okay. have him if you don't play him. Okay. Get him some reps. Get him get him used to MLB baseball, not just that triple A stuff. And uh get Miggy healthy for the playoffs. Because if he tweaks his hip again, if he tweaks his, his abs again or anything, and he can't play third or he can't he's crushing the ball hurting now. But if you Yeah, but he's so hot right now, how do you justify like resting him when he's I mean, even if he is hurt He's still producing how we want him to. He's doing everything that and more than we would that we would expect. I agree. I, I agree with you, but you know he's already got the triple crown under his belt. Everybody knows he's awesome. Yeah. But right now it's not about it's not about that glory. It's about it's, know, it's about the Tigers. I don't even know if you play him if it's because you're trying to get him to get the triple crown. It's just that you know sometimes you play through that injury, 
sometimes it helps. You know, sometimes working through, I the thing, it, it all works itself out. You sit down and it stiffens up a little bit. Right, that's know. what I'm saying. No, he's too good to where if you let him sit, it's not going to bother him. He's on another level. He's he's the best player in baseball. Sitting him isn't going to do anything. Whether he's hot or he's not, he, he dictates how good he is. Certainly. And, you know, he's not going to get a cold streak. And the only thing that would dictate him getting a cold streak is if he got hurt more than he is now. And I think playing him the full season, no breaks, or a day off here and there, it's not going to do him. Any, it's not going to do him any good. I want him healthy for the postseason because not only do I, but the whole all of the state of Michigan wants a World Series, and you're not going to get it with. I don't think you're going to get it with an 80 percent Miggy. You're going to get it with a 90 or 100 percent Miggy. Well, but, I don't know what he's at right now, but I mean, I am. I mean, I'm sure most Tigers fans are very appreciative of what he's doing right now. Yes, he is on a whole nother level, but I want him on that whole nother level in October. So I'm all right with not having him on that whole nother level now. Even though he's on it, I'd say take him out a little bit, let him rest. I I, I can see I can see you're going this. So I think it it's an important question to ask that you know people talk about. Is he one of the greatest hitters ever? Yes. Think so? He's you said it pretty quickly. There's he's no hurt. Doubt. He's hurt, and he gets a game winner. He hit two home runs last weekend. More injured now, or more injured then than he is now. Off the best closer of all time. Back to back days, he hit a home run off them. I don't think many people can say they've done that. And he's just tearing. He's just tearing the cover off the ball every every week. I know I say this, and you're like, "Whoa, you want to rest him?" And he's doing that. Yeah, but I want him a hundred percent for October. So, I don't want him ninety. I don't want him to like make a good play at third. And the camera spins over to him, and you see him like wince, and he's like, ah. You know, right. when he does that? Yeah. And you see that on Fox Sports, you're just like, oh my gosh. Like, you get no. scared. You get scared. You're like, I don't want this. I don't want that wincing in October. I don't right. want to see any. I want that smile. I want I that think, big smile and the hand, the high fives. I think the most, one of the most impressive things about Cabrera is that he's done all this with no linkage to you know, human growth hormones whatsoever. It's, you know, this is natural talent. Yes. And I think that's really impressive. I think it's something to know. And I think that's why people gravitate towards him and are so impressed by him because we know it's him. It's we. There's no doubt in anyone's mind that this is just his natural ability. No, I totally, I totally agree with you. He is clean. He's as clean as a as a table that's been Clorox wiped. And that's a clean table. Uh, it is a clean table. Yeah. <laughs> no, so. he he needs he needs his rest. If he got hurt, this team would be this would not be the same team. No World Series. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, I think that's comparable to any team if they lose their best player. Um, I, I personally believe, I think that I definitely, I want to see him with us in October, but I think that, you know, right now he's got a streak going on right now. He's in a zone that I don't want to cool off. I don't want to cool this zone off. Let him, if he goes out of it, if he starts coming back down to earth, okay, let's rest him. But I think he also knows his body best. And if he's out there playing, obviously he, it's cause he can't. No, that's a, that's a that's a very valid point. But I you can keep his hot streak going for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, I was saying rest him in about three weeks. Okay. Well, so okay. when you rest him in about three weeks, that gives him his chance to you know let his hip heal, let his abs heal. Right. You know, meet some girls. You know, yeah. do his thing. Whatever do his thing. You know, like the big thing is I want Castellanos on that on that roster. If oh. he's as good as he says he is, and you want a world want to win a World Series, you want him as your backup. Okay. You want him there. If something happens to Miggy or, you know, you just want to plug him in yeah. just during the game at some point, mm. you need that talent there because you want to have the most talented roster than anybody else in all of baseball. And you need him on that roster playing a few games before the season starts so that he's reliable during the postseason. And I think another thing impressive about uh, Sunday's game was Scherzer, as you mentioned, getting his 18th. Yes. Um, that's big. It is I mean, very big. You know, uh, 
He's the first pitcher or second pitcher since 1919 to get 18 wins in his first 19 starts since uh, Roger Clemens. So this is big. Oh, and especially in a year that Justin Verlander isn't doing exactly what we expect from him. It's nice to know that someone else stepped up. Oh, yeah. We got a new ace. Right. We got two aces. Yeah, How many sure, teams I, have I, two I, aces? Yeah, I feel Verlander is still an ace. It's just, you know, you can't be perfect ever. You can't be amazing. He had a great year last year. And I think, you know, we get selfish sometimes. But I'm glad Scherzer stepped up and is doing what he's doing. I saw a stat earlier today on Twitter. Don't remember what profile it was from. But it said that the Tigers this season have only used six starting pitchers. Really? Last year they used 10. The year before they used 11. They used 12 in 2010. I think 12 was their highest. They only mm-hmm. had about a five-year range. But they used six. That's impressive. So that shows how good we are in general. Mm-hmm. So if Cabrera were to go down, we would have we would have a chance, a definite chance. But he needs to be rested so that you can get Castellano, Cast, Nick Castellanos. There we go. <laughs> there you so you go. can get him in there and get some reps going so that he's ready to play some MLB baseball. I certainly agree. Certainly agree. I'm excited to see what happens. Folks, if you agree with us, disagree, have your own opinion, want to talk about something else, feel free to call us at 517-432-3893. Now, one more thing I want to touch on. It happened this weekend in a Tigers game. There was a blown call. Okay. The, they, the umpires thought it was a wild pitch. The pitcher threw the ball in the dirt. Bounced off the batter's bat, slid behind home plate, and hit hit the the backstop. They ruled it a wild pitch, so the runner ran around and made it to third. If you look at the replay, it clearly hits the ground, hits the bat, and keeps going, which is a foul ball. Yep. Pena saw that, blew his gasket, started yelling. Jim <laughs> Leland saw it, blew his gasket, started yelling. Both got thrown out of the game. All the umpires said they didn't see it. One umpire said, I just switched my contacts to get a better eyesight, Is that and, a real quote? and I still missed it. Is that a real quote? It's a real quote. Direct quote? Direct quote. That's impressive. I, I, don't, I don't know why anyone would admit they all, that. They all said, well, I was behind home plate, couldn't see it, third base, the guy was batting, the guy was batting right, I was blocked, first base's decision, first base umpire, I didn't see it, couldn't tell, pitch was too fast. Now, I understand you zone out. Yeah. I zone out in class. You all z- you zone out at important points in your life. Probably driving at one driving, point. Driving, exactly. Maybe right now listening to us. <laughs> exactly. You you zone out and you can't help it. And an umpire is going to do that. And in my in my personal opinion, he zoned out. And so that's how do we react for human error? Exactly. You don't. Except this week, the MLB said they are going to expand to instant replay in 2014. Which I think this is a change that a lot of people have ex- what, I've really been asking what took so long. Exactly. Well, they, they didn't want to ruin the integrity, the, the of, integrity the of the game. But that's the thing, though. you got to evolve with time. People Hefty. aren't patient nowadays. No. Every, there's technology. If, there's, if something happens, there is, there is an answer or you want to go somewhere to find it. Right. Like if you just beam somebody from another planet. Stuck him in a stuck him in a baseball game. and There's a questionable call. There's like, oh, why didn't they go look at that? Oh, that's just they can't. That's not a rule. Right. Like that. That's just that's that's insane. I think the integrity of the game was is based on a long time ago when the game wasn't on TV and it was radio announcers and yeah. no one had these camera angles. Exactly. And you're not you're not replaying it on SportsCenter 50 times to see you know a blown call that is in someone's face that's changing the course of a game, changing the case of a perfect game. You know, a difference in. Uh, pennant race, like all of these things, and now that we have that, the technology, you have to, like you said, you have to evolve with it because whether you're changing the call or not, we're going to see the right call. Yeah. So if you don't change it at that time of the game, you're really doing the game an injustice. I wholeheartedly agree with you. 
Um, to go along with that replay rule, managers will be allowed one challenge over the first six innings, and then afterwards they get two challenges from the game till it's closing. If you win your challenge, then you retain your challenge, just like football. Okay. Um, what, is there a penalty if you don't? You just lose it. You just okay. you just lose it. Uh, I I agree. This is this is perfect for baseball. It's what they've needed in the last few years. I feel like major blown calls have just gone awry. Right. Like if it's a big play, there's a blown call somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's just been happening too much, and I know MLB doesn't want to deal with it anymore. The fans don't want to deal with it anymore because that's who it's hurting the most. It's hurting the fans. It's killing the game. In Saturday's game, the player who got the third scored next at bat. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, Miggy saved all of our butts and hit right. a hit a home run to win the game. But I mean, if we didn't have Miggy, that game could have gone to extras and we could have lost mm-hmm. all because some guy changed his contacts, couldn't see, and somebody zoned out. Right. You know, it's. It was a it's a much needed change that's finally come to baseball, and I'm happy. I'm a happy fan. I think I think a lot of people will once these changes are, are implemented. All right. Well, we touched a little bit on baseball. Let's, now let's move to the AP top twenty-five in college football. College football. It's but, that time. Oh yes, it is that Football's time. Football's in the air. Did you buy your tickets? No. I uh, I I work at a lot of bars, so that's uh. uh it's a big time to be working. I got you. Yeah, so get that cash flow. Yep, you got. I got to pay the bills somehow. Yeah, I totally agree. What about you going to games? I am. I bought tickets. Okay. I, I bit the bullet and I bought the tickets. You know, it's they're fun. The games are undeniably fun. Certainly. Certainly. Once they get a little bit colder, I may go back to my room and. That's that's one of the big reasons <laughs> why sleep, I don't get the tickets. But, so is it still fun even with? Unfortunately, as of right now, preseason an unranked Michigan State team. You know what? Yes. If you are in the student section of any college football stadium, mm-hmm. the game is always fun. Certainly. Always fun. All right, let's get to those top 25. The Big Ten is represented by five teams in the top 25. We it's got, uh, yeah, we got five teams in the Big Ten. We have six in the SEC. Big Ten and Pac-12 uh, both have five. Big 12, or yeah, four. ACC has two. Um, Midwest Conference has one in the Notre Dame. Yep. We got Ohio State coming in at number two. Respectable. They went undefeated, and you just well, you expected it. I expected it. I mean, it's they're a good team. They are a great. They team. They averaged thirty-seven from, points per game last year, from top to bottom. Yeah, they're complete. They're yes. a complete team. Now you don't see a Big Ten team until all the way down to number seventeen. What team is that? I don't know. Our favorite friends, I think. Uh, yes. No, not our favorite friends. They wouldn't even make my top eight on MySpace. Oh, no. they are not. I wouldn't even be my MySpace friend. No, we're talking it's, about uh, the Michigan Wolverines, if you couldn't guess. They got ranked 17th. I think that's, that's due diligence. Yeah. They, uh, the, team, the team is Devin Gardner. Mm-hmm. All you hear is that offense, that defense. Devin Gardner, Devin Gardner, Devin Gardner, Devin Gardner. Right. That's all it is. The team, the, the Michigan Devin Gardners. That's pretty much what they are. Yeah. If he has an excellent season, they'll win nine, ten games. If he has a dreadful season, they won't even be ranked. I don't think they're that competitive without him. Right. Running the game. Coming in right behind them is Nebraska. Yeah, all right. You know, I could go with that. They're worthy of an 18. They're worthy of it. Then you have Northwestern 22, Wisconsin 23. I don't know how Wisconsin will fare. They've changed their offense to the spread. Right. I don't know if their players are going to be used to that now, how that will affect them in big games. They've always been a great, tough, tough-nosed team, hard running the ball down your throat. Right. I'm not going to run it down your throat. They're going to run it around your throat now. But Northwestern squeaked in at 22. I was surprised. Even though they did win 10 games, I, was surprised I don't too. know if they're worthy of the 22 spot. I, I was thinking of that too, but 
you know, they beat us last year. Yep. Um, they won four or five, uh, their last four or five games, which their one loss was in overtime to Michigan, and they win their bowl game. You know. The, a lot of the AP polls in my mind is a lot of hype. Mm-hmm. You ride a 10-game win season, you know, you're riding that in, you're going to get ranked. Right. You're going to get ranked. It is all hype. And it's really, it's really just a reason for us to talk about college football. Exactly. And that's what it is. And that's what we're doing. And so we're doing what they want, you know. I mean, like if, is it sad that Michigan State's not ranked? A little bit as a as a fan, but as someone who watches the game and understands it, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's not fair. No. I don't know if you can say it's not fair. I didn't. I didn't frown when I saw that they they just missed it. Right. They just missed it. They're they the they technically team. were ranked twenty sixth. Yeah, the top vote getting team that was not ranked. But I don't even think I am a Spartan fan. I'm a Spartan student. I watch all the games. They just since it's all about hype. Mm-hmm. They were a letdown last year. Although they had a winning although they had a winning record, the winning record doesn't mean anything because your fir- any team that's good in college football gets three fluff games. Mm-hmm. If you don't go 3 and 0 in those first games, you might as well just kiss your season goodbye. Pretty much. They at least went 3 and 0 and then they kind of won some respectable games along the line right. down the road. A lot of them were close. The record easily could have been something else than what it, it was. Yeah, no, we but, lost. We lost uh, combined thirteen points. Exactly. You're not looking at the uh, Notre Dame loss. No, which was a bad. It yes, was bad. that it was, was only blowout. But other than that, we lost all our games by combined thirteen points. Yes, but it, but it, wins are wins and losses are losses. Right. If they were that good, they would have won those games. Exactly. And it was all about drop passes. A lot of it was drop passes in my mind. An inexperienced quarterback. I think this year they're going to have the same record. I don't think that offense is going to be all that great. You, you technically right now have four quarterbacks. Nobody, They're not really saying who's it going to be. I'm thinking it's going to be two quarterbacks at the beginning of the season. They're going to test out Cook and Maxwell. Um, I don't think you can do that. I don't think that's fair to a team because the quarterback is your sole leader. Right. And if you don't have – if you have just, you're, you're swapping out guys, you don't know – you don't really – you don't get that chemistry. But you need the best person who's going to – Give us the best chance to win the game, and you sometimes it's close, and you can't tell. The intangibles are only can only be seen on the field, and I think that's the reason why quarterback controversies are created because you can't see somebody's always their decision making, their leadership, the things that you really need as a quarterback unless you put them in the real game situations. They can they can make every pass in practice, but you need them in the real situation, and that's when quarterback controversies are created, and, I, and that's the only reason you can justify them. Yeah, I think chemistry is more. You I think, think so? it's all about chemistry. Now, this is completely different sports. We're just saying. In basketball, the Lakers last year sucked. Mm-hmm. They had an all-star roster. What did they not have? Chemistry. Okay. They had all great players, all proven all-stars. They sucked. The, the Spartans, you need any sport, you need chemistry. You, you need do, chemistry. If you don't have chemistry, your team is not going to be respectable at all. And I think chemistry over intangibles. I think so. I, I don't know if I, I I don't know if I can agree with that because if you got a you could be out there running reps with the team and you could do it all you could do it all summer and hey but you're if you're if you can't throw the ball as far as thirty yards it doesn't matter how much chemistry you have with these guys if you don't have the skill to get it there if you don't have the ability to make the decision on what wide receiver to throw to it doesn't matter how well you bond with these guys how well you understand their cut and everything that comes in with chemistry so i see the chemistry is certainly important but i i'm ranking intangibles over chemistry and they are and you know what if uh whatever you guys think if you guys want to call in at 517-432-3893 let us know how you feel about michigan state not being ranked other teams being ranked or what's more important to you 
intangibles, or chemistry, call in and let us know. I think we got a break this year by not having to verse Ohio State. Certainly, that's going to give that's going to give our that's I think that's going to give our schedule one win somewhere along the line. Some, yeah, yeah, it's going it to it's going to make us it look a little gonna, bit we better. Beat them. Yeah, we were not going to beat them. We almost beat them last year. We weren't going to beat them this year, right? Um, the question at the running back position also is going to keep us. I'd say we'll be ranked in the top top twenty ish. Not like from twenty to twenty five. Not top right. twenty. Anyways, we'll go like twenty. I'd say at one point. Well, certainly, because we're the next team, and then like you said, someone's going to lose that fluff game. We have oh, three yeah. easy games, unless if we our first game against Western. If we don't, if we don't win that game, that's just that's embarrassing for more than one reason. Because you know that's another in state school team we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm from Battle Creek, which is West Michigan. I have a lot of friends that go to Western. I I need that win. So who are you gonna be win. rooting for? Oh, I'm I'm rooting for Michigan. This is the school I go to. Uh, if I wanted to root for Western, I would have went there. I came here for a reason. But I just need that. I need that win for more than just hopefully us getting ranked. I need it for some bragging rights. Very true. Very true. And any 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 in-state game you play, I think it's there's a little bit there's bragging rights. You know, it's just there's a pride. Not among team, but above students. Yeah, yeah, yes. At parties. Yeah. On the street. Yep. Yep. No, I give it two games. State will be 24. Mm-hmm. I think U- USC is going to. Someone's going to. USC gonna did just as good as State last year. And the only reason why they're in the rankings, hype. hype they're a big yeah, name yeah. school. They get money. They're going to be they're going to be top 25. If they weren't, there'd be an upheaval. Hey, right. what yeah. about them? They're good. Yeah. Yeah. State will be there, but they'll just flirt with it and go another. Seven and six. Think so? I think so. It's, you know, but it, we don't, we don't, there's not that player we can market out right. there. You know what I mean? Oh, we can market Blake Treadwell. Uh, he's a great player, but he's an offensive tackle. Uh, we can mark we, uh, Max Bulla. We uh, could, av- and he's a lineback- linebacker. We can advertise him. Right. We don't have that playmaker, highlight real guy. And until we get that playmaker, highlight real guy that ESPN's talking about, Fox Sports 1 is talking about, yeah. until we get that person, I don't really have much because even though it's about chemistry, the intangibles now, Uh you need that guy that can set yourself apart from everybody else. We don't have somebody that sets us apart from somebody else. We have a squad of players that can do it. sometimes teams can beat individuals. Very true. Very true. But an individual is what sometimes can set yourself apart. They can make make plays difference, but they can't change the course of a game. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Like you said, we could have had a – our record last year could have been completely different. And it wasn't. So it's really just how it's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Very sometimes true. you're on the winning end, sometimes you're on the losing end. And I think it's going to be another one of those years where we're going to grind out a lot of games. It's going to be a lot of 10 to 12 games. Um, and this, hopefully this year, Michigan State will be on the other side than they were last year. But you never you never know. You never can tell. I'm, I'm set up for heartbreak. I'm set up for heartbreak. Being a Lions fan, those tight games that you lose, it's hard to watch. It's fun to watch, though. Right. I could... I. You know, you lose a game by one point, but it was still you left that. That was entertaining, right? Even though your heart's kind of ripped out. Who do you think is going to be the who's who do you think is do you think um the I'm blanking on the name Bulla's brother, the uh, running back. Uh, little Bulla, I don't know. Little Bulla, <laughs> yeah. Do you think if he's, he's going to do well? Call in and tell us his yeah. name. I'm sorry. Do you think he's going to do well as running back, or do you think they're going to swap him out a couple games through? Uh, I, I think I think, Riley yeah. Bulla. Yeah, Riley oh, Bulla. Um, he's actually been to my house once. I apologize for not remembering <laughs> that. But um, no, I, yeah, I think that eventually. I think right now he's he's in the spot because of his last name. No offense, um, but uh, family history getting right, you to know, the top. It's, it's one of those things. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna be I'm gonna be most interested to see Michigan State where we are um, September 21st when we play Notre Dame. I think that's really gonna tell us 
where Michigan State is and compared to the rest of the nation. That's gonna, that's going to be our, Michigan State's first test, and that will be the gauge at where we are. Do you think the game is more winnable because of no Monte Teo and their quarterback being released due to academic difficulties? Uh, I think that Notre Dame is a good, is always a good team. They always come prepared, no matter if you know who's on that team or you don't. They always consistently have a good team, and I think it's and and it's just another rivalry that everyone plays a little harder because of the history. Um, Notre Dame and Michigan State, it's always a big game. And I think it'll be... I, I hope that Michigan State plays more inspired after the loss to them last year. Yep, I agree. I think they're going to lose. They'll lose to Notre Dame, un, unfortunately. But they'll pick it up in the, the week after. They can totally beat... Okay, we're going to go Western. Uh, so we're taking the W against Western. Taking the Western W against Western. Taking the W against USF. Taking the W against Youngstown. Taking the L. So you say you got the L. The L against Notre Dame. I think we can beat Iowa, Indiana, Purdue, Illinois. They're all they're all very they're teams that are just like us. They're right. just subpar. They've got that they've got that chance. Uh-huh. But they don't really know. But I think our defense is better than those four defenses to where it's gonna set us apart from the rest. Okay. Then we got Michigan coming in. Michi- if Devin Gardner is on fire. We're gonna be in trouble. I think he can. So you think he's a better quarterback than um, Denard? Was? Yes. Yeah, I think yes. he's a better player. Yes. Denard was all about flash, flash and speed. If he couldn't throw it, he just picked. He just got it and ran. But he was pretty good at running. He was very good at running. Um, Gardner can scramble, not mm-hmm. as good, but Gardner. It's better to be able to throw first and then run. Mm-hmm. I think Denard the whole time he had the ball was thinking about running. Yeah, well, and I mean, even if it w- if it wasn't exactly what he wanted, he was gone. Where right. Devin Gardner is going to stand in the pocket, he's going to find some guy he wants to throw to, and if it all breaks down, he'll run. And I th- that that's what makes it. That's what makes a quarterback good. That's what makes a football team good. They were they they ended up being good last year because they took Denard out and they made him a running back. Yeah, I think I think that you you got to at least t- a little bit tip your hat to Michigan. I think Brady Hoke does it is done a very good job. They're incredibly good at recruiting. Better than I thought they would be. Uh, I know a little bit comes with the name, but I'm, you know, I think Michigan will have a pretty good season. They, they are two one of the teams that sometimes get where they're placed because of hype, because of you know what people preconceived notions, history. Um, but I think I think this year they're going to be a good team, and I'm I'm excited to see how we how we do. How do you how do you think we're going to fare? How do you think Michigan State fares against Michigan? Close, close, but no cigar. No, just like it was last year. Yeah. Last year was close, but no cigar. I don't know the being home, being home might give us that slight edge. Actually, I'm taking. I'm gonna take it back. Yeah. I just wasn't thinking about the fact that we're at home. You know, East Lansing is a tough place to play. It is a tough place. To, we're gonna be. I be, give the W. Okay. I take back everything I said and give the W. It's the home field advantage, is always is always big, and it the student big. section can get rowdy. It was rowdy two years ago. It was Kirk Cousins' game then. Kirk Cousins. But it was it was rowdy and. If we can get Michigan off off kilter a little bit, yeah. it'll be our game to lose. It'll be our game to lose. You heard it here first. You heard it here that's first. Sports wrap. Go, I'm flip flopping. I'm flip flopping. All right. No, we'll, okay, that's what sports. You know, sometimes that's what happens. <laughs> We're gonna let's close out the schedule here. They got Nebraska. They're gonna lose ne- in Nebraska. You think so? Yeah. Nebraska, they're a good team. What? There's a, there's always question marks right now. Like we said, preseason is all hype. We don't really know anything. So 
all we're doing is going basically based off hype in last year, which completely different team. Both teams are completely different. So I, I feel I can't make any predictions. I hope Michigan State fares better than they did last year. But where those wins and losses come, I do not know. It's, they'll be sprinkled throughout. Northwestern always gives us a hard time, and it's in Illinois. I can't. I don't remember a game at Northwestern that wasn't hard. It that just is. Played. Once it, you get on that bus, I'm assuming they take a bus. If they take a, if they take a, <laughs> if they fly there, now I know why my tuition is what it is. So I'm, when they get on that bus and they go over there, um, it is always a tough game. And Northwestern, you know, they're they're not. I don't know. I always am surprised when they're good at sports. Save and, here. You know, Save here. Um, but. They are. They have given us some tough games. So they went. They ten win season last year. Right. It's very respectable. I, they're gonna. They're gonna ride the wave and have another good season. Completely and, respectable. Yeah. And then we close out with Minnesota. Not a very good team. Yeah. Not a very good team. That they really team has been good since they. Had they're gonna be Mary sharing Barber, their stadium with the Vikings. They have been good. Good since then. So. Oh yeah. And then, so now, who do you think is gonna win the Big Ten championship game? I mean, it's gonna be Ohio State and who? I'm already just putting Ohio State in there. Oh, it's it's think, there. It's theirs to lose, and not versing any good teams, right? Other than Michigan, right? And Nebraska, maybe. Yeah. Like it, who? Who do you think's gonna gonna be in that game with? Them? I don't think it even matters because I think it's gonna be Ohio State. <laughs> well, um, give me somebody. Give no, me somebody. Where, where, where are you going with it? You going with it? Uh, Nebraska. Okay. I, I you know I don't think there's any team that is going to be able to compete with Ohio State. Yeah. I they don't... are on a different level. Urban Meyer even Urban Meyer's taken that team to what they used to be with Jim Russell. Yeah, no, and I think he's maybe has even elevated it. Um and so I yeah, I think that they are right now the clear cut favorite. It's they could they could take the trophy. They would have had the trophy last year. Oh yeah. If they could have. But the NCAA can be a dirty dirty game sometimes. Yes and that's how it is sometimes. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks, we're going to go to commercial break real quick, and when we come back, we're going to spit some fantasy football. We know you're all waiting for that. Get your pen and paper ready. Oh, yeah. 88.9, The Impact. You're listening to Impact Exposure. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sitter Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. Morning, gentlemen. Want to hear our specials? Sure. First, we have the seafood special. It's been sitting around here for a week. We're known around these parts for our food poisoning. Wouldn't it be great if you could be warned of life's risks? If you have diabetes, you can. It's called A1C, a simple blood test that can help measure your risk of complications such as heart attack. To find out more, go to www.diabetesa1c.org. Brought to you by the American Diabetes Association, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation International, and the Ad Council. Now, back to Impact Exposure. Exposure. 
Welcome back, folks. Closing out the Sp- Spartan Sports Rap Summer Series. I am Louis Blada alongside with Zach Segula. What's going on, Zach? It's all right. You know, it's a, it's a good day. It's a good day in East Lansing. It's a great day in East Lansing. If you have any thoughts, comments, concerns, opinions, don't like what we had to say, want to add some stuff, want to talk some fantasy football with any us. Any questions, we are willing to field them. We, You have two fantasy football experts, self-proclaimed, yes. in the building. <laughs> Call us at 517-432-3893. All right, Zach, I just had my, my draft this weekend. My I team was a big buy-in you had. Uh, yes, $100. That, f- and you know what? That changes the way you draft. It does. It does. So it, that's, you know, there's some, we're going to throw out some tips. One of them, you know, for fantasy football is, you know, know what you're playing for. You know, $100 buy-in, the winner gets $700. That's going to change the way you draft compared to a $10, $20, $50 buy-in. It just changes the draft. So when you're, when you're doing fantasy football, know, know what you're playing for. Exactly. My it, it changed my, my it, style. It ch- it I to took I took no risks this year. Exactly. No risks. My first pick, I was just like, what player is worth a hundred dollars? Right. What player is worth a hundred dollars? And my top ten mock draft is based on what player is worth a hundred dollars. And in my mind. My top five picks, mm. I'm just gonna go right into it. Go ahead. Top five picks. We got Adrian Peterson. Of course. AD. Has to be. You don't pick him first, you're dumb. Yeah. Pretty much. Number two, Arian Foster. Was worth the money. When I compiled this list a little bit ago, uh-huh. he didn't have these back concerns that yeah, he has now. Right? Could I, could he be falling off the wagon as a running back a little bit? I He's mean, been around a couple. The, the running back shelf life you is kind of short. Three years. You do. I, Unless you're AP. Exactly, and can yeah. just reconstruct yourself. Yeah, he? he's made of metal. <laughs> Some titanium. Yeah. Whatever Stafford's shoulder now is made of is right. what his whole body is like made of. Anyways, yeah. Arian Foster at two. He's a he's a you pick him. You yeah, take him, but do. it's it's a slight risk. I got Ray Rice at three. He's durable, gets it done week in and week out, not falling off just yet. Marshawn Lynch and Jamal Charles all rushed for over 1,000 yards, except Ray Rice, but he had his receiving in there. Put him over 1,000 yards anyways. Didn't I definitely matter. respect your list. Um, I definitely would not. I am personally not able to put Ray Rice that high because anyone that's the same height as me, <laughs> I have a problem believing that they're going to be do that well. I've never been a big Ray Rice fan, but I, he does, he is productive. It's not about so being a fan; it's about the productivity and what I'm going to get for hundred dollars. Yeah, and if you and you know what, if you believe that he's worth hundred dollars, which I know you do believe, and I, I did, I picked I him at the seventh spot. He felled me, picked him. And I, I, my top five is a little different. I look at, I, I not always if they're worth a hundred. Sometimes it's just what I also like to look at potential. I weigh in potential. Um, so my top five, number one, AP. Like you said, AP is number one. You know the guy, the way he came back from past injuries, like nothing. The year he had last year, it's it's obvious he's number one. I'm just still, I still put Aaron Foster at number two. Um, I I don't I think that he his skill and he's proven that he can get he'll get in the end zone. And that's really what you want your running back to do. Uh, number three, I put Marshawn Lynch because he has the big playability. He he's playing for a good team, Seattle, and I I, I like him compared to other. For Doug Martin, which is really risky for me, just because I he he, he had it, what was he came out of nowhere. He did. He came straight out of nowhere, and I don't I don't think he's worth anybody's first round pick, no matter what your money is, because that was just one season. Right. All you saw was one season. He could be the next Peyton Hillis. Yeah. And ironically, Peyton Hillis is his backup. You know what? <laughs> Hopefully, they're not sharing the same drink. Yo, I know. Peyton Hillis was drinking. He didn't want to drink that. No. Uh, and yeah. then uh, number five, I have 
Calvin Johnson Ooh. at number five. Not saying that if you have the fifth pick, you take Calvin Johnson, but I think when we look back at the end of the season, production-wise, Calvin Johnson will be there. He was tackled like six times within the ten-yard line. These are these are. Let's say he gets three of them. That's three more touchdowns that he didn't get because he didn't score any touchdowns last year. Had like two or three. Yeah, it's six. Did he? Okay, a little more than a little more, but not what you would but want. Not him to what have. you would expect from the best receiver in the league. But I mean, he he's he's gonna get all the catches. He's gonna get the yards, um, especially if you're in a PPR. Which for anyone who doesn't know, it's points per reception. You automatically move Calvin Johnson up because he's going to get a hundred catches a year. That's a hundred points for your team off the bat. So, it, it, like I said, it, it's part of knowing what your fantasy is, like what your fantasy league is. If you got PPR, you rank wide receivers a little higher than what you would. Yeah. In my league, running backs went top nine, and Calvin went ten. And I, I think that's I think that's how it goes. I think that running backs should fill out your first round. Um, if if anyone does step into that, that it would be Calvin. I don't think you take a quarterback in the first round. No, I don't. I don't believe so either. Quarterbacks. There are those few elites, which a I will touch few, on. Those right. few we'll elites, and everybody else is kind of but they're not tinkers far down. behind. No, is it, there's no one that's head above. We used to think that Aaron Rodgers was. I don't know if he is. I don't know if he's worthy of being a first round selection anymore with the people that are behind him. And that's a difference of three and four points. Aaron Rodgers gives you 24 points a game, and someone else, is, you know, is going to give you 21. I don't know if that's really worth it. So what about, worth what over about, depth. What about six? What about six? Six. Through ten? Six through ten. I have Trent Richardson. Richardson. I wanted to pick him. I thought he would fall to me in the second round. Stupid mm. for thinking it because he's he's a great running back. Cleveland, I think, is slightly turning around. They're not they that hurt. team now where I'll look at my schedule and be like, they're versing Cleveland. I'm sticking that player in. Right, right. I, they've I think for once in my lifetime, yeah. they've turned that corner. And Trent Richardson they, is they need it, so good for them. Yes, I yes, definitely. They're, they they know what it feels like to be a Lions fan, oh, to be a Browns way. fan. Same thing. But uh, after Trent Richardson, seven, I have Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. Uh, he has lost. He lost Jennings. He lost Driver. But he's elite. He makes receivers. He yeah. doesn't need them. He makes them. Oh, certainly. So you're gonna have you're gonna have mass points out of him no matter what. I got Drew, Drew Brees going eight. Same thing with Drew Brees. Makes the receivers. He has them though on the uh-huh. other hand. Uh, he's worth your hundred dollars. And then I got Calvin. Mm-hmm. Calvin. He went nine in my league. Nine here. Okay. Go me. Yeah. But then Impressive. I rounded out with Doug Martin just because Doug Martin was a point machine last year. He was. He is a risky pick, I think, for anybody. matter if it's free, 20 bucks, no matter what, uh-huh. just because there's that sophomore slump, you know? Yeah, it's, as, it's... You know, you go off and then people realize who you are. And Dominic and Sue is going to be the next Warren Sapp, and then the next season is kind of, eh. Yeah, it's when, when people know to look out for you, they start to look out for you. Exactly. And, they, and, so and Doug Martin isn't. Huge. He's kind of. Right. He's the next Ray Rice. Yeah. So if he doesn't have that hamster, whatever that is, muscle hamster. If he doesn't have that like that football IQ and that mindset that Ray Rice has, that every single year he's going to grind out a thousand yards. He's going to be the next Peyton Hillis. Not to mention the fact that Tampa Bay really. I don't. I don't really believe in Josh Freeman, and they don't really have that great of wide receivers. If you like Vince Jackson, you like him. So and they gave really, Mike Williams that huge contract. Right. So it's really you're hoping and betting that. Uh, Doug Williams is going to be Martin or Martin, yeah, is going to be that uh, that your that bell, offense. That bell cow. Yeah, he's you. That's what you're expecting. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Five through ten. Uh, let's see. I got last well, five as you explain or as I mentioned, Calvin Johnson six, Lashawn McCoy. I think I really like him, um, just because I am excited to see him in the new offense with Chip Kelly. There, it's a spread. 
type offense, and I think that he's going to fit really well into that. I think there's a lot of things, that, ways to get him the ball. Sometimes that they, I don't think they utilized last year. I think there was a lot of times where he didn't didn't get the ball as much. I know because I had him, and there were some stat lines that I looked and I said, 13 rushes? Is that yeah. all? That's all he did? Oh, he wasn't hurt? He just got 13 and two catches? Oh, okay. Good, good thing I took him second overall. So I think that they're definitely going to work to get him the ball more. So I have him at six. Um, seven, Ray Rice. You, you can't argue with his production. He puts up good numbers. That's what he does. He'll rush for 80 yards, a touchdown, and you know catch another 40. He's going to get you solid points. And I took him seventh. Look so, at us. We are experts. Yeah, so, getting one player out of 10 on all these So days. good. You know, best luck to you. Um, I put eight. Jamal Charles, I it's tough. You know, I never know. You never know how long he's going to play. But when he does play, he's proven to be pretty impressive. He is he is the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. So, Other than Dwayne Bowe. Right. He is the Kansas City Chiefs. So he go he's just, just I just a crappy say if you, team. if you can if you can if he can stay healthy where you get him depending on where you get him. It could be a great value pick if he stays healthy. Um at 9, Trent Richardson, I think he's a workhorse. He's a beast. He's He's going to be, I think he's going to put up top three running back numbers. Um, and then 10, I have A.J. Green. Uh, um, I'm really, I'm really impressed with him. I think, you know, I think I am impressed with Andy Dalton. Uh, the Bengals are looking like they're also, they're good, they're a good team. They're the next Texans. Yeah, yeah, they're a good team. And I think that as Andy Dalton matures, which he has, and becomes an even better quarterback, it's only going to make A.J. Green better. And A.J. Green is really impressive. Um, so that's my top 10. That's your top 10. If you disagreed with our top 10 or you have an own top 10 of your own, please call us at 517-432-3893. Now, I got a little, got some sleeper players here okay. that I'm going to spit out to you. And then you let me know if you got any sleeper players okay, of your certainly. own. One, my very first, Tavon Austin, first round pick by the St. Louis Rams. Rams don't really have any wide receivers. They don't. And I watched him. I'm a huge West Virginia fan. I watched him play. He is a player that the NFL really doesn't have. He's got speed. Nobody will be able to cover him. He is short, so if you get around him, you right. can bat that ball away. But once he has it, you got to watch out. Okay. You know, it's going to be hard to catch him. So that means you're going to believe in Sam Bradford being able to get I him am going to believe in Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford really hasn't had anybody. Danny Amendola. Right. I mean, yeah, he, they haven't given him much to work on. No, they haven't. Uh, number two, hometown Brian Broyles. Mm-hmm. He was looking like he was going to be awesome last year and then tore that ACL. He's coming back. He doesn't have that burst of speed yet that he had, but for point for PPR leagues, I think he'll be a he'll be a solid pick if you get him like in the seventh, eighth. You know, not even that. No, in my league, this nobody picked him, nobody right. drafted him. I'd say you get him late, you're gonna have a solid backup receiver once he's a hundred percent. Right. Uh, my third sleeper pick, DeAndre Hopkins for okay. Houston. Okay. I think he's gonna slide into the number two role uh-huh. as the wide receiver, and Matt Schaub will look at him a lot. They got Andre Johnson, they got Owen Daniels, Yep. and then you're going to have DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. They're, everybody's going to look at those guys and be like, oh, crap, we forgot about the new guy. Yeah. And he's going to get a lot of points. Four, I got Sparty's own, Le'Veon Bell. Which a lot of people are high on him. And, yeah. you'll, and you'll see, and I think this is you know another thing that you need to pay attention to when you're doing a fantasy league. If you're doing it with local people, if you're doing it with a Michigan State, people from Michigan, people from Detroit yep. tend to go higher than what they would in normal draft. So just because of, you know, geographic reasons. Yeah. So for uh, people who are not from, not high in Michigan State, Le'Veon Bell could be a sleeper. Uh, people that went to Michigan State, they know they know about Le'Veon Bell, and some people will expect that. But he's definitely 
predicted to have strong production on Pittsburgh. Yes. Another stealer that I have is Emmanuel Sanders. Okay. He said to have, they're going to give try to give him 70 targets, and they think he's going to get 1,000 yards this season. And he knows been, been, who else are they going to throw to? Exactly. They got Antonio Brown. Right. The former Chip. Chip Wah. But Emmanuel Sanders is going to be a solid sleeper. And my final sleeper, the only guy on this team that's worth throwing to, Danny Amendola for the New England Patriots. Yeah. He, you got to pick him. He's their starting quarterback. Tom Brady's got to throw to somebody. He's got to make somebody look pretty. Yep. No more Wes Welker. No more Gronk. No more Aaron Hernandez. The whole offense is just different. You no got more Danny Woodhead. Eggs. No! <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, Dan, no, they, they got another Danny. Danny yep. Amendola. Yep. And he's going to make him look pretty. Don't forget about him. I forgot about him in my league, and I wish I would have picked him. Because I don't think Mike Wallace is going to do that well. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm looking at some, some of my... Um, sleep picks aren't even necessarily sleepers. Like my first one, I'm gonna come off with is not a sleeper at all. This is not what you would call a sleeper. But I'm saying, don't sleep on Larry Fitzgerald. A lot of people forget about him, but he's never he hardly ever has anyone to throw. Not since Kurt Warner. Now that he has Carson Palmer, who threw for four thousand yards last year in Oakland, to who I don't know. I don't know who caught Darius Hayward Bay. Yeah, Darius Hayward Bay, DHB. All right, so Carson Palmer is capable. He's not a great quarterback, but he is capable, and he, I think, will it will you will see the difference in Larry Fitzgerald's numbers. Um, and so I think that you need to look at him, consider him like you used to as a top one or two wide receiver, even though a lot of people won't, because I think his numbers will turn out to be that way. So I, that's just one person I'd say don't sleep on. He's not a sleeper at, at all. You can get him in the third round. I think you have made a solid pick. Um, other people, I would say. Another person that I wouldn't you don't you normally consider a sleep on, but I think will have an improved year that people aren't maybe aren't looking or expecting to. Dwayne Bow in Kansas City, um, you know, with Alex Smith there, I think that it's gonna I think it's gonna change his numbers. I think it, I, another similar you get a better quarterback. I expect the wide receivers to be better. Um, I think I I think that uh, another sleeper, which I think you could maybe consider this a real sleeper. Uh, T.Y. Hilton ah. in Indianapolis. I think he's going to put up big numbers. He did great in the preseason yeah. game uh, on I, Sunday. You know, yeah, exactly. And um, I, I, that's someone that I look to really make a difference. So I think that's another guy. Um, I think it's always easy to find sleepers in positions that aren't as sexy as other positions. A lot you can you can get a lot of production at your tight end without having to get Jimmy Graham. Yep. Um, you know, I think like Kyle Rudolph. In Minnesota, I think he's gonna. I think it's gonna gonna be a good year. Even like I, a lot of people are not as high on um, Chicago's offense. I think uh, Martellus Bennett. I think he's gonna have a decent year. And uh, snicker sleeper sleeper pick. The snicker sleeper pick of 2013. Yeah, Jared Cook. So woo, I picked Jared Cook. Do you picked him? Woo. So I think these are you know you can get you can get sleepers you can get value out of uh, positions that aren't highly looked upon. And I think that that's something. If I always believe that if you're not if you're not going to get the best one at that position, from tight end, from in my opinion, two to ten, there's not as big of a difference. Yeah, Jimmy Graham at number one, big. But then when you're going down from Tony Gonzalez to, you know, some of Owen Daniels, I don't know how big of a difference that is. It, there isn't that big of a difference. Right. And I had trouble trying to figure out who I wanted to be my tight end. Right. I've struggled almost every year that I've had fantasy football, trying to find a good tight end. Because one, I forget about them. Right. I'm thinking about other people, and then all of a sudden tar- tight ends start going off board, and I'm like, well, crap. Yeah. Um, 
But if you, I was looking at the stats when I was thinking about drafting, and you're exactly right. It was there was no thousand yard right. receiver. There was no multi touchdown. It was Rob Gronkowski. You exactly. can't pick him. Yeah. So I I went with um I went with Jared Cook. Yep. And the Panthers tight end. I'm Greg Olson. Greg Olson. Yeah. Yes. I thought he was. I think he's. He's Cam Newton safety valve. Exactly. I thought he was a little old to be my starting tight end, um, but numbers don't lie, and right. tight ends are something where age doesn't matter as much. Exactly. So that's where I, I went with him. But, no, you, I totally agree with you where a tight end, there's a, about 15 tight ends yeah. where it doesn't matter who you pick. They're all about the same. Right. If you're not, if you're not considering Jimmy Graham, then once he goes – you don't have to. You're, you drop tight ends from your mind in, for a couple of rounds. I think it's what you got to do. And that's the thing, though. You can go Jimmy Graham high in the rounds because well, I noticed the this year and other years the wide receiver they're so deep this year. Right. You can get a good wide receiver at eight and nine. Yeah. So if you want to go tight end at three, uh-huh. your team isn't going to hurt for it. Your running backs might hurt on it, but say if you go two running backs and a tight end, yeah, you're going to get. Some solid wide receivers down the board. They're not going to be top-notch, projected 10 points or more a game, but you can get some solid production out of those guys if you decide to go with Jimmy Graham third, Ooh, excuse me, third round. Right. Well, that, that, so that may, raises a question that our viewers and I wondered. So when, does that, when do we take a quarterback? When do you take a quarterback? If you're going elite quarterback, if you're going Drew Brees, you take him 1-2. If, if, if you're in that tricky spot, where all the good running backs are gone and the top-tier wide receivers are gone, you go quarterback. If you're just like, God, I don't know, Drew Brees is going to be as consistent as it can get, and he's going to get you those points that a top-notch wide receiver, a top-notch running back are going to get. He's going to produce for you. That's where you That's where you do that. Mm-hmm. I got Matt Schaub, 14th round. Uh-huh. He's, I don't know if he's considered top-10 quarterback, right. but... He threw for over 4,000 yards last year. He's on a playoff contending team that's thinking Super Bowl. Right. Like, and you get that in the 14th round. If you want your core players before you get your quarterback, unless you're in a point-per-reception league or you're in some QB league where the stats are completely different, if you're yeah. in a basic league, you can wait on your quarterback till 10th round unless you want that game-changer kind of guy. And it's important to realize that if you are in a 10-person league, granted that hopefully no one is a jerk and takes two quarterbacks before you've taken one, you're guaranteed to get a top 10 quarterback. Exactly. These are going to be guys who are going to put up relatively strong numbers. So unless you're set and you have a man crush on Tom Brady or you feel like this is the like Aaron Rodgers redeems himself and you really need this guy at one or two, then you know what? You're okay waiting a little bit and you know getting someone getting someone back, you know, in the seventh round. And you don't have to you don't have to be so concerned about who the name is because it's not about the name it's about the numbers and a lot of these quarterbacks the numbers are very similar. The one thing I did this year that I didn't normally do is I didn't wait till the very very end on kicker and defense. Okay. Some people think those are just you, giveaway. You can just you can go week by week on those. You can uh-huh. see who they're versing, what kind of points they're going to get. I've always done that, and I've always sputtered at the end of the season and not made the playoffs. Right. But I went, I went. Top tier. I got. I went. It was a first one with Seattle's defense, and I started that defense trend that everybody gets going. That was me oh, yeah? this year. Finally, I'm not the one with the ninth pick and <laughs> first round of the twelfth goes Seattle, and then I get the tenth best defense, and it's right. not even worth it anymore. But I went Seattle's defense because at the tenth round because 
consistent points. Yeah. You need consistent points. If somebody gets hurt, Seattle's defense, hopefully, is going to give me those points that I need. I, and then I went with Steven Goshkowski. Uh-huh. Did you say it? Of the, yeah. the Patriots? Yeah. I figured you got Danny Amendola, and that's it. But you have Tom Brady. So he's going to get you over the 50-yard line. Right. But with the lack of experience, I don't know if he can get you into the end zone. There's where Steven Gostkowski right. comes into play. He's going to rack up the points that he didn't get so much. Now, this preseason, he hasn't made a, a field goal over 40 yards. Uh-huh. That worries me a little bit. Preseason doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter, but I can still worry. Yeah, you still can. worry. It's, it's healthy but, to worry. Keeps you on your toes. Exactly. I think you brought up an uh, important point, and I think it's something that I personally believe in that I've mentioned before. If you're not... You want to either get the top guys at this position, or if you're not, then it's it's you know seven or you know six through ten. The numbers are very comparable. So I so when you have a chance, if you're looking, I definitely when you if you have a chance to get San Francisco's defense, Seattle's defense, Houston's defense. These are these are defenses that make a difference. Defenses make a difference. They can score points, or just the fact that if they keep someone point low, you get points for that. But then after that, if you're not going to get one of the top three. I say I don't think you worry about it as much. Um, you know, talk about kickers, I think uh, Yahoo is the top kicker as Matt Bryant. Yes, he is. Um, in Atlanta. But, you know, his average pick, according to Yahoo, was the eighth round. I'll tell you who other players who average eighth round. Darren McFadden, Deshaun Jackson, and Tony Romo. I don't know if you can justify getting Matt Bryant in the eighth round if you need uh, another skilled position like that. And that's just how I feel. But, you know, some people... Got to have a top kicker. But really, what is the difference between Matt Bryan and, um, you know, David Akers for, that's going to be for Detroit? What is the, I don't know how big of that difference is, but David Akers' average pick, 10th round. That's, that's two rounds different. It is. And two, two rounds where you can get still solid players. Exactly. So, I don't, so it's hard for me to always say if you, it's, it's, you gotta, it's up to you on how much you value these positions. I think when you're doing the big money leagues, uh-huh. you can't do the whole Screw the kicker, screw the defense. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flux them in and out as the weeks go on. You got to get risky and go defense, defense tenth round. If a defense hasn't gone off the board in the tenth round, you got to be that first person to pick up that star studded defense. Because I don't know how many times last year I lost a matchup because of a defense. Defenses, I've seen defense last year. Chicago's defense single handedly won games. Exactly, they got like thirty points. Yeah, so they can make a difference, and I, and you know. When you have a defense that gives up a lot of points and you're expecting, all right, I'm expecting that solid 12 to 13 points out of my defense, and they let someone score 38 points, and you're looking and you're like, well, I got two. I got two points for my defense. That's a major letdown. You want some consistency with your defense. And I, I personally, defense to me is, is, I would say, more important than a kicker. I think I think it is. A kicker will average about eight points a game for right. you. A defense can average fifteen right. a game. And, for I, and you. it's not that they're more important. It's just that the discrepancy between a top defense and a middle of the road defense is bigger than a top kicker and a middle of the road kicker. I think if you if you can get a top defense and a middle of the road kicker, it's better than getting a top kicker and a middle of the road defense. I got one. I got one question for you before we close it out. Yeah. Would you pick Rob Gronkowski? Would you pick him? No. No. I, I don't. I don't think you. I don't think you do because there are a lot of other players that you're more certain on. But uh, would you pick him, say, ninth round as a backup tight end, eleventh round as a backup tight end? If you do, if a couple things. One, depending on the pot, depending on what you're playing for, that, 
And if you're really starting to feel content with your team, if you got a couple steals where you're like, I can't believe he fell to me here. I'm looking good. Like my running back, this looks good. Oh, I got the quarterback I wanted. This looks good. And you're starting to like, you're already giving yourself the championship. Yeah, go ahead and take a risk. I think that you can. But if, you, if you've got holes and you've got question marks, there's other people that you could take because you could bank on someone not taking them at all and hoping to maybe pick them up a couple weeks in. Wait a couple weeks, pick them up. So then you, there's less risk reward. I agree. What I was going to pick. I was going to pick him. I was going to pick him 10. Uh-huh. He, I think he was there at 10. I was going to pick him and then he went. Okay. Just because I did. Because you never know. I always get bit with the injury bug. Right. I always, every year, my one of my first two picks, bust. Yeah. One of my first five picks, injured. And then I just. The, it always seems to happen. And the one other team. thing is the it replacement. Seems to happen to one team. And, and it's the waiver wire. Right. I never have that waiver wire number or say I didn't get the news an hour and like for an hour and somebody else got the news, already picked them up. Right. That's the other thing, people, listeners out here, yeah. make sure you have a backup running back. Yes. If you don't have a backup running back, which I don't have this year, right. I couldn't get one. Okay. They were all, I had to get Reggie Bush at five because all the all the running backs were gone. And I, ugh. but anyways, I have no backup running backs. You need you need a backup for everybody to have a solid playoff bound fantasy team. You need a backup running back. Certainly. So make sure, listeners, that by the sixth round, you got three running backs. If you want, this isn't a call to action. This is if you want. This is if you want. Yeah. But a wor- word of wisdom: right. if it's a big pot league, have that backup running back because if he doesn't work, most leagues have that wide receiver running back slot. Throw them in there. If yes. somebody doesn't work out, somebody gets injured, bye week, it all works. And I think you you raised some interesting points. Like, one, I would be a bad person if I didn't. you got to pay attention to the waiver wire. Um, I'm just going to say this now. I have a roommate, Kevin. I don't know if you're listening. He always has the number one waiver wire, no matter what he does. And he says it's not true, but I don't know how it's possible. If you ever look, he has the one or two waiver wire, and he tells me that's not true, but it is true. So you always want to be keeping track of the waiver wire. And, yes, backup running backs are huge. Uh, it's very important. And another important thing is I, I was looking at with if you're concerned, if you're a top player and you're concerned about their injury, don't be afraid to grab their backup. I think that Ben Tate could be a great pickup, could be a great pickup if you have Foster or even if you don't. If you're not happy about your running backs, Foster, or Tate might be a great pickup in case in case Foster gets hurt. Very solid point. So, you know, these are things, it's just, you know, food for thought. Guys, food for thought. Yeah, food for Fancy thought. food for thought. Fan- it's the best tasting food. Real quick, real quick, with the last couple seconds here, what are you going to name your team? Uh, I, I, it's hard. It's hard. I don't, I don't, it's, I'm not in that fantasy naming mode yet. Naming Do you have a name? I am. This year, I'm the butt fumbles. Okay. After Mark Sanchez running into the back of the offensive lineman and fumbling, I'm the butt fumbles. I, and a quick question. If you have a fantasy team with a player's name in it, do you have to draft that player? No. No? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. Because one of my fans basketball, my roommate was Jer- the Jeremy Lins. Yeah. But he didn't have Jeremy Lins. I was the Brandon Dark Knights. Okay. I mean, I didn't yeah. pick Brandon. I was the Kevin Deodorants, and I didn't have. <laughs> That's a cool I didn't, one. That's I didn't have cool Kevin one. Durant. Right. No. Right. That's a cool. One. You would bond Kevin Durant. <laughs> I love fantasy names. Yes. Jim Schwarzenegger's. I mean, I just have. Th- That's half the battle is just picking a name. Better than the draft, I just love thinking, what could I come up with? Do you, you have a lot. You had a lot. You, I wasn't ready for that. You should, you should have let me know. I would have thought of something cool or Googled it. All right. Clo- to close out our Spartan Sports Wrap Summer Series, I am Louis Bellata. I'm Zach Segula. Have a good night, everybody. 
You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89FM.